Hi, my name is Patrick Ray, the writer-director of They Wait in the Dark, and you're listening to Horror Squad Podcast. Horror Squad podcast. This is episode number 272. Tonight we're talking about Cocaine Bear, which is a 2023 release. I think it might be in theaters somewhere still, but it's definitely streaming on VOD. I'm one of your co-hosts, Todd. We have Joe and we have Steve. Gentlemen, what's going on? Hello. How's everyone doing today? Eh. Uh, yeah, not, not, not eh. great, to, to be honest. We'll just lead with, you know, we have some somber news. So Steve, if you want to take it. Yeah, we do. So, um, you know, we talk about our Discord all the time, and it's a great community, how great of a community is in there, and the people are in it, and we do movie night. Uh, we actually just did a movie night on Friday. And unfortunately, uh, we learned last Friday that one of our long, long time listeners, uh, somebody who's been following the three of us back to our YouTube days, uh, that's how far back uh, she went. Fortunately, we found out she passed away um, at the age of 38. Her name was Michelle. Uh, you may have heard her name before because she used to ask some questions, uh, you know, on that segment. And she was very active in the Discord. And I know a lot of people really liked her. Uh, she was just a great person to chat with. Uh, she was on all our movie nights and we had a lot of fun with her. And we just want to send our uh, condolences to uh, her family and to her friends and to our, you know, you know podcasting like community, our horror squad Discord, because a lot of them are very sad right now. Uh, she was just, cool to everyone you know and it's tough news so in our honor we're going to dedicate next episode to her and review the last movie that she suggested that we watch actually and i've never seen it actually i don't know if you guys have it's called gungeon haunted asylum uh, it's actually got a pretty decent rating on uh, letterboxd and it's a haunted house flick so i'm always down for that so we're gonna do that in her honor since it's something she wanted us to watch at some point and um yeah so that's that's all i have to say i'm you know it's it sucks and just the way it is you know it's life is precious and hug your loved ones because you just never know yeah yeah it's it's tough it's tough to even kind of do this episode after something like that and this happens yeah i mean uh, dedicate this episode in her honor and next episode for sure obviously I'm excited to watch that movie um, and she'll definitely be on my mind while I'm watching it next week. So yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a tough situation and our hearts go out to everyone out there that's been affected by this. And yeah, I had, you know, uh, you know, not a lot of interactions with her, but every time I did, um, she was super sweet. So yeah. Yeah. I mirror exactly what both of you guys said. I mean, Michelle, she was one of the few, uh, people in our book club you know it's hard to read and set a long set time aside for reading and things like that and she was uh, always active on that and just a you know great smile great laugh and um, yeah you know it fucking sucks so rest in peace and uh, thoughts and prayers and everything with her family and now we have to awkwardly transition into talking about a movie because you know <laughs> so we're here here about so rest in peace to her and uh, yeah I mean, how do you how do you transition to talk about cocaine bear? It's like yeah, right. I mean, there's no there, there is no good yeah. transition. Um, no. Just just so you all know, we, we're we're moving questions to the end of the show going forward. 
which just feels a better place for that segment. But we did get a quick message from our usual question uh, sender guy, Chuck, who was also close to Michelle, and he just sent a little kind of thing to uh, honor her. So Chuck, uh, take it away. Hey, Horror Squad, Chuck here. Uh, no questions tonight. Just wanted to give a shout out to Michelle. Uh, we're going to miss her dearly. And it's uh, a little darker now that she's not here. Uh, shout out to our pterodactyl. Have a great episode, guys. Look forward to it. All right. Well, watch. Yeah, sure. Joe, do you have a punishment for us yet? I don't, I don't yet. Uh, you know, I've, I've been pretty, bu- I've been, I've been pretty busy. Um, so I haven't had the time, but I'll, I'll sit down and I'll definitely get a punishment movie for next week for you guys, especially Steve. I kind of got to vet it through him because him being the, the Canadian man, he is, he doesn't get all, all the movies over on Tubi. So I'll find something bo- shitty for the both of you equally. And, uh, I'll, I'll throw it out on next week's episode. All right, so I would guess I can start uh, tonight. Uh, okay, so the first movie I watched, 2023 release, uh, a movie by the name of Children of the Corn. My expectations were extremely low going into this. This movie, interestingly enough, was like one of the very first movies filmed during the pandemic. So I was interested to see how they were going to handle that as well. And I got to say, you know, this one is very is a lot different, I guess you could say, in a lot of ways than sort of the original Children of the Corn. But it still has the same type of beats. Basically, the corn is dying in the town and uh, the townsfolk decides to, you know, destroy the corn in order to uh, just cut their losses and sell the land. But the kids of the town don't like that. And our main girl here, um, I believe her name is Eden. She has been visited by He Who Walks. And her and the kids sort of team up and start taking out uh, the adults of the town for trying to destroy the corn. So, yeah, I mean, similar beats, but it, it's still it's very different uh, at the same time. You know, it it wasn't as bad as I expected it to be. Um, the little girl who plays Eden is really good in it. It's actually pretty well acted throughout it's actually like really well shot surprisingly i thought this was going to be like really low budget and shitty but it's not bad and we actually get to see the monster he who walks and he has actually a pretty cool design to him now it's nothing amazing but i think it's actually quite serviceable it was a decent one-time watch i gave it a two and a half out of five over on letterboxd the ending like i probably would give it a three but the ending is so fucking stupid that i had to drop it um to a two and a half but you know not bad it's probably one of the better children of the corn sequels just, just to piggyback off joe because i also watched uh children of the corn i'm not gonna say too much more but i kind of agree with what joe said i really went into this expecting the worst and i kind of enjoyed it you know, there are some good kills in this, good moments. The acting is good, especially for something with all those kids. You know, kids are can be really be hit and miss, and I thought they were pretty good in this one. Uh, and it's a really quick film. It didn't feel like it lasted long. I don't remember what the runtime was, but it 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 wasn't two hours. You know, it was maybe like more like an hour twenty ish, which is perfect for a film like this. And I'm with Joe. Like I actually would have given it a three and a half had it not been for the ending, which is a bit of a mess. So I dropped it down to a three, but. That is way more than I expected out of this film. So I think if you see it streaming somewhere, I'd recommend checking it out. It's uh, it's worth a watch at the very least. Interesting. 
Okay, I have one, and it's borderline sci-fi, but I'll put it in here anyway. Aliens versus Predator 2, also known as Requiem. This came out in 2007, and I've been going through the Alien franchise with my son, and this was next. Man, this movie sucks, dude. Like, it's got such a great setup. You know, AVP 1 is no masterpiece, but it's still pretty damn good. And at the end of that film, you have the Predator infected with the Xenomorph, and it, like, chest burster comes out. And like, oh, hell yeah, we're gonna get a freaking Predator-Alien hybrid. And this movie picks up right where that left off. You know, the Pred alien wreaks havoc on the Predator ship and it crashes back to Earth. And then the Predator home, home world, they send like, I don't know, some super hunter. I don't know the fuck he is, but he comes out to clean it up. And his whole shtick is that he's going to come down to Earth and um, take care of the Xenomorphs and all that shit. But the problem they have with it is like, once again, we have a focus on these human characters, which is okay. I, I know we need like a grounded perspective, but instead of having like one person or like two or whatever we have fucking like seven we got this soldier that comes back and that's the fucking terrible plot line because it's so stupid then we have the sheriff that like gets walked over by his town people we have the waitress that's looking for her deputy uh we have the mom that's looking for her husband and son we have the convict that came back from being arrested and we don't know why breaking and entering or some bullshit but he's he comes back and we have his plot point then we have the sheriff that's obsessed with that fucking kid for some reason. Then we have the pizza boy. Then we have the hot chick. Then we have the town bullies. I'm like, what are we doing? Let's focus on the predator and the fucking xenomorphs, please, for the love of God. And then to top it all off, the film has got the, some of the most horrendous lighting I've ever seen. Even in the background, uh, not the background, the DVD extras, you have the lighting technician. He literally has his lighting scope or whatever to see how the film's going to react to it. And he's like, there's not enough light in the shot. And no one fucking listens to him. I'm like, he's a lighting tech. This is his job. And he's literally on film saying, hey, there's not enough light in the scene. And they're like, ah, fine. I mean, we'll fucking do what we want. Alien vs. Predator 2 sucks butt. And this movie killed that AVP, AVP franchise. So fuck you. One and a half out of five. I watched it on Blu-ray, but I think, no, it's just a VOD on YouTube. So AVP 2. Yeah, I have to call bullshit on that one, Todd. I don't think you actually saw AVP uh, Requiem. Because no one can see AVP Requiem because it's so goddamn dark. <laughs> so dark. <laughs> you can't see anything in the fucking movie. I'm it's like, what is that? <laughs> it's so weird. It's like so dark. Yeah. It's uh, awful, dude. man. <laughs> That's crazy. All right. So my first film is a uh, continuing my little thing here where I'm watching a psycho film every week until I'm done. Uh, so this one is uh, 1986's psycho 3 which is actually directed by anthony perkins in this uh, case so this one takes place right after psycho 2 there's some journalists that are starting to ask some questions about what went on at uh, the bates motel and starting to get suspicious that wait a minute there are way too many murders for this to just be a coincidence so the you know journalist is starting to go after norman meanwhile everyone in the town somehow believes him you know they just like oh it's coincidence that everyone keeps disappearing at this motel and the movie is kind of about norman trying to weasel his way out uh not getting arrested essentially so that's really the gist of the story yeah i don't want to spoil more more of it because it would spoil part two which people i think people should watch particularly the end because this movie focuses a lot on the last kind of like five minutes of psycho 2 and kind of the effects of what happens at the last five minutes of psycho 2 so i don't want to say it but I, I think this is good. You know, I don't think it's a great film, but I think it's a good film. And it just continues that this is a really underrated series, which I think because the original Psycho is so highly regarded, it's like, this movie can't have good sequels. That's ridiculous, you know? But they do. And that's just 
this continues that thing. And I think a lot of it is Anthony Perkins. He's so fucking good as Norman Bates. And in Psycho 2 and 3, you really get to dive deep into his psyche and why he does things. And uh, I think that's really interesting. And I think it enhances the first Psycho a lot because if you go back and watch the other, the first Psycho, you see like different things because of his performance and what kind of person he is. So I highly recommend that people check it out. So that's uh, Psycho 3 which I watched over on VOD, and I gave it a three out of five stars. Excellent. Just wait for McGarris to ship the bed in part four. Oh, God, it's, it's, it's a prequel, right? Part four, I think. I don't, I don't know. He's in it. I think, Perkins. I think it's half, half. I At least remember. the, yeah, the synopsis is that it's a, you know, he's in it, but it's also a prequel. So mm. we'll see. Hmm. All right. Well, I got one more tonight, and I'm sure Steve's going to want to talk about this too, because I didn't join the movie club, unfortunately, this week, but I decided to watch the movie anyway, as I watched Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Now, I was excited to watch this, but my expectations were very curbed because once people went out and finally started to seeing it, I saw mainly bad things about it but I was still I I still went in with you know you know decent expectations just because I thought it was going to be a lot of fun and there's some fun in here but overall I think they really missed the mark overall I actually really love the intro to this movie um and it kind of I wish they stayed with that. So the, the way they set this movie up is, is that, you know, Christopher Robin is out there with Winnie the Pooh, Eeyore, Piglet, and uh, maybe the owl. I can't remember, but th- they're kind of all, you know, hanging out, having a great time and stuff like that. Christopher Robin decides to leave, go off to college as most, you know, young adults do. <laughs> and when he leaves them, he basically leaves them for dead. Essentially, you know, they depended on Christopher Robin so much in their lives that essentially they, you know, they can't find food and whatnot, and they're freezing to, to death and whatnot. So as a last desperation, they decide to eat Eeyore. This, <laughs> this, you know, destroys them so much and breaks their their souls that they swear off humans and become feral. Uh, and that's kind of what our setup is. And it was great. Like the intro Sounds to this was amazing. Really- yeah, right. The intro and I was like, holy shit, this is awesome. Like, you know, it was all done kind of illustrated. But then we see Christopher Robin returning. And that's when we get to our live action. You know, he's bringing his girlfriend now. And that's kind of how it opens. And I wish they stayed with that the whole movie. But it's only like the first 15 minutes of the movie. And then we get the main part of the movie, which is like, you know, this group of uh, like women going on sort of a girl's trip and they're just like really uninteresting. And at that point it just delves into a really sort of generic, uninteresting slasher uh, in my opinion. You know, I think they made a mistake. I mean, obviously this movie's low budget, but they made no effort whatsoever to make Pooh and Piglet look like animals. To me, it just came off as humans in, in Halloween masks, you know, albeit good, really good looking Halloween masks. But, you know, they're wearing, you know, over, you know, overalls and work boots and just, you know, at least put Pooh in, you know, one of those cheap looking, you know, like Winnie the Pooh costumes where he actually looks like a bear. And I might have been more down for this. So, yeah, I mean, to me, it just didn't come off that they were actually Winnie the Pooh and Piglet. It just looked like, you know, two dudes, two dudes in slasher masks, essentially. So that that threw me off a lot. So, 
you know, there's some decent kills here, but the fucking, they use CGI blood, which to me is like a cardinal sin. When once you do that, it automatically drops down like a ton of points for me. Just cause like, it's not hard to fucking use fake blood, you know, in your movies. Like, you know, putting CG, fake CGI blood in post-production, n- don't do that if you're a filmmaker, please don't. So yeah, overall, I was just disappointed with this one. Great intro and a decent ending but the ending just kind of ends very abruptly but i like that they brought christopher robin back for the ending so yeah i give it a one and a half out of five not very good i think there's potential here though i know they're going to do a sequel so i think there's potential that maybe they can do something better with the sequel with a little more money but as it sits one and a half out of five for me i'd skip it yeah so i watched it as part of our movie club which uh you know was a good distraction because uh, we had all just found out that our friend had passed away like right before we started the movie club. And I think this kind of helped a little bit. And we needed something like this, you know, something ridiculous and over the top. And I agree with a lot with of what Joe said. You know, the the beginning was really cool and the setup was really cool. And I was really kind of into it. Um, the first thing that stood out to me is I know this is a really low budget film, but I thought the sets were really good. Like when they're in the Thousand uh, Acres woods there, you see all these like crazy, like kind of, tree formations and everything like that i'm like this is actually pretty cool for uh something of such a low budget and they did do practical effects at times and they were great i thought they were really cool but like joe said they then they realized with cgi with some other stuff and you're like why this doesn't look good it looks so shit and cheap and you know it's it's unfortunate you know and children of the corner was kind of the same thing where they had some really great practical effects but then kind of ruined it with some certain cgi kills that just made no sense um I, I was really into it you know i thought it had solid kills like i said and some really gruesome scenes at, at times it's just i found the story a little convoluted at times like it just went into directions where you're like this you don't need this this is just dumb and i kept forgetting that christopher robin was part of it and then he like popped back up it's like okay well i guess he's still around and like the ending it just ends like abruptly, like almost like uh, was it the turning or something like that we watched one time where I once sat through the credits because I thought that couldn't be it. Uh, it was kind of the same thing. We're in movie club and it ends and we're all we're all like silent and then someone's like, "Well, I guess it's over." <laughs> you know? It's just it's it's weird, but I personally enjoyed it. Now maybe because I was with a group of friends and we were kind of having fun watching it, but I gave it uh, two and a half stars. I thought it was a decent film, and I think there will be a sequel. Uh, so if people are wondering if Tigger is in this, if you're a Winnie the Pooh fan, he is not. And the reason is he goes public domain in 2024. So I'm thinking that they're saving him for the sequel. <laughs> so to be seen. Was was Piglet like a foot and a half in the movie? No, Tall? he was full size. Oh. They were both, yeah, they're, they're full size. They're human. both full size. Yeah. Adults, been sweet if they yeah. had some puppetry going on. That'd be dope. Yeah. That would have been, yeah. Like sort of like uh they did with uh hatching. Like oh, <laughs> that yeah, would have yeah, not for sure. Yeah. Yeah, they could that would have been kind of fun, actually. Yeah. Or even just but... a little person, you know, just to make him sure. different than Pooh, right? Not just have right. two different sizes and no, mm-hmm. it's just were they like were they like cracked out looking? You can see them because it's just you're in a mask the whole time, right? Because it's supposed to be their skin. Right. They're pretty good masks, though, like Joe said, but yeah, you are very aware it's a mask at the same time. So. You get to buy the yeah. trick or treat studio when they eventually put the mask out there, Joe. Well, um, it's they're actually they <laughs> actually based on low, you know, it is a low budget movie. They actually went and bought two masks from Immortal Masks, um, yeah. so you can buy both masks off their website. 
they're not cheap. They're like 500 bucks, I think, or something like that. But they're really nice masks. They move with your face. I mean, they're silicone. So, I mean, they're legit. You know, I'm sure you'll see a lot of people maybe cosplaying as uh, Killer Winnie the Pooh at cons coming up. He's going to be actually at uh, a con coming up in September here. And I will not be meeting him. I think I'll pass on that one. <laughs> All right. Uh, before we go into trivia, let's get a little uh, a little pause here, get some coffee. And of course, when we do that, it is with Deadly Grounds Coffee. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds Coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds Coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. Trivia. Okay, you heard Joe earlier. He's going to have some punishments for us next week. But as for now, this is a brand new quarter two beginning. Just to recap so far, Joe is in a commanding lead with 24 points. Uh, myself, 17. Steve, 15. But we are starting at zeros for the quarter, and we will do the overall score at the end of the year. So right now we're at zeros. Any man's game. Who would like to lead off today? I'll go. Ooh. All right. And so I'm going to start us off with three letterboxed reviews. Nice. Guess the movie. Let's do it. All right. All right. That's it. All right. So number one, I love how little shit anyone gave in the eighties. Also <laughs> children should die more in movies. Hashtag <laughs> children should die more. Jesus. <laughs> oh, I, I have a guess. Th- Me too. <laughs> Me too. Okay. Number two. <laughs> <laughs> Number two. This movie's great, but I don't like that it keeps trying to get me to root against the main antagonist, our story's obvious protagonist. And number three. I'm just gonna guess Children in the Corn right. before Steve does. Incorrect. Okay. Uh, well, right. I'll I'll take a guess and we're actually no. Okay. You get another. I get another hand. You, you don't have to. You don't yeah, have I'll to, wait yeah. for the other hand. Okay. Number three. Why is it that when people talk about strong female characters in movies, they never mention this character's mom? Friggin' executing three different characters within seconds of finding them? Is it? Ooh. Ooh, that sounds uh, cool. I thought it was Pet Cemetery at first. Incorrect. Hmm. Can you say the last one again? Sure. Why is it that when people talk about strong female characters in movies, they never mention this character's mom? Fucking executing three different of these characters within seconds of finding them. Jeez. Oh man, this is probably going to be one that's going to like kick myself over. I don't. I have no idea. Yeah, neither do I. What right. you got? Well, the movie is a very popular one. Ooh. The movie fun. is Gremlins. Oh. Okay, I see it. She fucking slaughters him in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Surprisingly yeah, yeah. dark scene for uh, a <laughs> yeah. movie. Holy shit. I'll go. I also have three letterbox reviews. Hint number one. Total piece of shit. It doesn't even have the common decency to do more than one joke. No, mm. cooking bear. Correct, because I fucking gave it away earlier. <laughs> yeah. Son of a bitch. I'm so stupid. <laughs> Movie number uh, number two yeah. was this movie is stupid as hell. Number three was do you think the animal has a little spoon necklace? 
Hmm. No, for <laughs> sniffing crack. Or right. <laughs> All right, four clues. Number one, newspaper. Okay. Number two, newspaper. Peephole. Peephole. Yeah. Number three, wig. And number four, taxidermy. Psycho. Right. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Back to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. The, archaeolog- the archaeological site in the opening of the Exorcist takes place where? Iraq. Iraq. Correct. I think, I think Steve got it, but I, I, that, that's going to have to go to tape. I think so, too. I have to go to tape. No way. I have to go to the I fucking totally did. I'm giving this We're going to have to review, the, review yeah. the tape on that one. I'll, I'll review oh, the tape. The, the guy that read it is going to review the tape. <laughs> <That's> awesome. <right>. I'm <laughs> stern, but fair. <laughs> Russian police. Got yeah. it. All right. Letterbox review again. Ooh. Clue number one, the ring and it follows love child. Oh, clue number two, smile. Correct. Wow. Thank you. Clue number two was, <laughs> I would simply close my eyes because I'm built different. And number three was more like frown. <laughs> <laughs> love it. <laughs> All right. Guess the actor based off these loose descriptions of roles they've played. Mm. Okay. okay, so there are four of them. All right. A guy with mommy issues. That's every movie. Yeah. <laughs> An alcoholic author. Oh. Oh, uh, uh, The Shining. No, it's an actor. Oh, Jack Nicholson. Wrong. Shit. Okay, so there you two more. Uh, James Con. No, oh, you guessed, but no, wrong. Okay, we're back. So to back, back, back. Back to square. All right, wait. What was the first one again? A you guy were... with mommy issues. Okay. An alcoholic author. Okay. A priest who hates board games. <laughs> and the last. All right, and the last one. A kid who feeds chocolate to his unusual buddy. Huh. Uh, Anthony Perkins. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong. A kid that feeds chocolate. I have no idea. Okay, you give up? Yep. So the answer was Henry Thomas. He uh, plays Norman Bates. He, he plays Norman Bates in Psycho Four. Oh, dickhead. He he <laughs> plays uh, uh, Jack Torrance in mm-hmm. Doctor Sleep. He put. He's also the lead in Ouija. He plays the priest. And of course, I'm talking about E.T. as a kid who feeds chocolate to his unusual buddy. Yes. Doesn't he feed? Peanut butter, Reese's Pieces. Reese's Pieces. Technically chocolate. Chocolate peanut butter. Yeah, it's chocolate peanut butter. I don't know. It could could just be straight peanut butter. It's chocolate coated, though, right? It is chocolate coated, yes. All right, we'll see. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) How's this a combative move today? (laughs) (laughs) Because he maybe wants cocaine bear. (laughs) (laughs) All All right, back to me. All right, last one. Match the killer to the mm. horror movie. Great. Tonight we have Mary Shaw. Oh, deadly. Oh, fuck. Shut uh, up. 
Just yeah. show <laughs> <laughs> It's in my fucking. I, Me too. I see the, the, I see this the is an easy one. Dead silence. Dead silence. Yeah, 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 yeah. I couldn't. Yeah, I, it, it just blocked. <laughs> it was a mental block, dude. I yeah, had I know. Her, her face and Eric, Donnie Wahlberg yelling. <laughs> yeah, at yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> God damn. Uh, okay. Guess the movie by clues about the actors. Okay. But I only have two clues. Oh, okay. Clue number so, one. Guess the movie you said, right? Guess the movie correct okay. about All clues right. about the actors in this movie. Clue number one. His name was Robert Paulson. Oh, Fight Club. Oh, you're talking about the movie. Right? It's Sorry. a horror movie, though. Yeah. Rocky Horror Picture Show. Correct. Yeah. All right. Wait, wait, wait. Does Steve get a yeah. guess? Yeah, yeah, whatever. Give it to him. Yeah. Joe's like so far ahead. He doesn't give a shit. <laughs> All right. My favorite category as of late. Guess the movie based off the IMDb parental guide. Sex and nudity. Yes, please. A heterosexual <laughs> couple films themselves having sex. Brief and nothing Talk, too. Oh, never mind. <laughs> uh, brief and nothing too explicit shown. Although we do see brief glimpse of breasts. Ooh, I like mm. that. <laughs> Violence and gore. <laughs> a man is hit by a speeding ambulance. The ambulance collides with him, sending him flying into a yard. No blood or gore oh. is shown. Oh. That sounds fun. <laughs> Profanity. Cool party. <laughs> 44 uses of fuck. 36 uses of shit. 14 uses of ass. 8 uses oh. of damn. 8 uses of hell. 3 uses of goddamn. 3 uses mm. of bitch. 2 uses mm. of prick. 1 use mm. of dick. 1 use of <laughs> pussy. 1 use Ooh. of piss. 1 use yes. of bastard. And 2 to yes. 3, he wasn't sure apparently, use of motherfucker. <laughs> What parents okay. are counting these, though? Seriously, yeah, weirdos. Okay, uh, I, I, I have a guess. Oh, okay. Give it, Daddy. Uh, Bride of Chucky. Wrong. Okay. Um, alcohol, drugs, and smoking. At least two instances of smoking. There's nothing else. So they'll get you. They'll get you. Yeah. Uh, all right. And finally, frightening and intense scenes. Many lead characters are killed. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, the Friday only the thing. 13th, 2009. Wrong. The ambulance is like the only thing that is even giving you a. Well, the first one. Hint. A couple, a couple films themselves. A sex, sex couple have. Yeah, that, I mean, I don't recall anything. I'll, I'll give you guys a hint. I love giving this hint. We, we reviewed it on the podcast. Oh, God. Oh. Of course we did. Love it. <laughs> We read on the podcast and people are boning and get hit by ambulances. <laughs> what the fuck? That's like... Uh, and many lead characters are killed. Many um, lead characters. Dawn of the Dead. Correct. Wow. Who's... Nice. Oh. <laughs> Steve, Joe didn't even review that one. I know. I did. He wasn't even on that episode. Dang it. <laughs> Fucking shit. You're absolutely yeah. right. Oh. Nice. <laughs> One hurts. Yeah, I figured <laughs> that, like, yeah, that one's good. Yeah, that's it. All right. So as of right now, before Mr. Editor says that he claimed to get the right point, Steve and I are tied at three, Joe at two for quarter number one, game number one, or quarter number two, game number one. All right. Cocaine Bear? Yes. Yes. Let's do it. So before we start, uh, Joe and I were having this, this debate. So you you two post your, uh, I, not your, your letterbox reviews. Which one of you am I going to be closer to? 
because I, I didn't post anything. I haven't told anyone how I felt about cocaine bear. I'm curious. What uh, you think? Yeah, I'll I think this. you're going to be closer to me with it. Joe disagrees. I think, right? You think I'm going to be closer? Yeah, to you? I think he's going to be on. I think he's going to be on my side. Right, so let's see. Well, this one directed by Miss Elizabeth Banks, 2023. The uh, tagline is "Get in line." Uh, an oddball group of cops, criminals, tourists, and teens converge in a Georgia forest where a 500-pound black bear goes on a murderous rampage after unintentionally ingesting cocaine. Yeah, we start this film in a airplane, and this uh, seemingly this drug runner has a bunch of cases of cocaine, and they're doing as drug uh, drug runners do, and he jumps out of the plane, hits his head, falls, and dies. However, his shipment of cocaine spreads across the forest. So we met, or we meet with some people that want the drugs back because they owe some drug cartel or whatever, and they're not going to take no for an answer, led by Mr. Ray Liotta. May he rest in peace. Amazing actor. Sucks that this is his last movie. Um, then we meet a young girl, like 12, 13, some shit like that, and her friend, and they skip school and they go out into the forest where this cocaine out bear is. So we're following the young girl. We're following two of the, the drug guys, played by young Han Solo, and another gentleman, I don't know his name. They go out to the forest as well. Then we have a uh, wonky forest ranger girl who has a crush on this like forest protection guy. He comes out to the forest like, hey, we need to do a search and make sure the animals are all safe. So we follow them around. Then we have Carrie Russell, who is uh, looking for her daughter who just went out to the forest. So we follow her character as she goes to the forest to look for her kid. And we have some low-level thieves that want to rob our drug dealer guys. And then now we're following one of them as they're going to the forest as well. But don't forget, there's one more character, and he's a detective that's going out of his jurisdiction to chase down the cocaine. And he has dogs, or he has one dog. And that's it. I don't know if I miss any characters. Frankly, I don't care. Cocaine Bear, I'll start by saying that, oh yeah, so just to sum it up, we are following all these characters as a drug-fueled bear is on a rampage in the forest, going after people, uh, obsessing over cocaine, looking for anything that looks like the cocaine bags, and just going after anyone it sees, and then getting high in the process as well. Yeah, so long story short, there's not a lot I, I find great about this movie it's overall going to be a big miss for me and uh i'll just defer right away all right well i'm not i really wasn't excited to watch this honestly like i saw the trailers you know when we went into theaters a few times i would see i saw it on tv here and there and i found the actual story more interesting uh than what you know this movie was trying to portray it as but you know i was like whatever i'll, I'll you know i'll watch it since we decided to do it for the podcast. And I gotta say, I actually had like a really fun time with it. You know, the movie's stupid, obviously, but I mean, it's a movie called Cocaine Bear. So I was expecting it to be stupid. But yeah, I mean, I just feel like it doesn't take itself too seriously. You know, not all the humor lands, but a lot of it do- did to me. You know, none of the characters are really believable like in what they're doing and stuff like that but it just like works with the absurdity of like obviously a bear doing cocaine and going on a a drug-fueled rampage so to me like it it worked for the most part it was surprisingly gory i think they made the right decision having all these different storylines because i think this it probably could have got stale if you're just following one or two characters the whole movie but you know kind of jumping around i think it created more 
scenarios for the cocaine bear to do stuff. I don't think we got enough cocaine bear though. Like I think we could have gotten more cocaine bear in this when cocaine bears on screen. It's awesome. Like, and I, I think we could have used more of him. Yeah. And we'll get into more specific scenes, I guess to me, there's one scene in particular that was like a 10 out of 10. I fucking like absolutely loved it. So yeah, overall I, it's nothing like uh, absolutely amazing, but I think it's a, a fun time. I think it's a perfect new movie to watch in a group setting with with friends or something like that. And yeah, I mean, it's just fun to me. So going back to our first episode of the year, uh, we did predictions for, or maybe it was the last episode last year. I don't know, one of the two. We did predictions for what we thought our favorite movies of the year would be. I thought it would be Ghostbusters too, because I'm a Ghostbusters like, you know, four essentially, because I'm such a big fan. But my dark horse pick was Cocaine Bear based off the trailer because and then it's coming out people are saying holy fuck it's super violent it's super amazing it's super great yeah no <laughs> no uh this kind of falls in the same line as velocipaster to me where the movie was trying too hard Justice to be for a Tom. cult classic you know and other than the very end i did not laugh once in this entire movie i thought it was stupid and so over the top that I, I thought they were trying too hard. And it showed that they were trying too hard. The only enjoyment I really got out of this is one, when the cocaine bear would actually show up. And like Joe said, it wasn't really all that often, unfortunately. You know, you don't see the cocaine bear very often, probably because he's CGI and they couldn't afford to have him on screen often. So that was a bummer. But also, I, I had a fun, like, doing the whole, like... um DiCaprio pointing at the screen from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood with all the actors I recognized from this movie because I kept being surprised by who they got to be in this movie, like the guy from Modern Family, and you had you know young Han Solo, and then you had fucking Tormund from Game of Thrones, and I was just like, oh my god, you know. So that's really the only enjoyment I got out of this. I thought there, unlike Joe, which is the complete opposite of how I feel about it, I thought there were way too many storylines that were completely unneeded. I wish that they just had these characters on like a tour group so that they could just all be together and we follow them getting killed off as opposed to them jumping like really out of nowhere from story to story. And you're like, okay, who the fuck are these people again? Because sometimes you wouldn't see these people for like 20 minutes and you're like, oh yeah, well, who are these two kids again? I don't remember what their deal was. Oh yeah, they're the kids that are snorting or they're eating cocaine and having zero effects from it. <laughs> Those kids. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember them. You know, just, I, I just couldn't. I you know, and I like Todd said, what a bummer last movie to be Ray Liotta. You know, such a classic actor to have this as favorite movie. And it's too bad because I was really, really into this. I'm the one who wanted to review it. I was looking forward to it like all year. It was one of my top Dark Horses and it just fell completely flat for me. Yeah, first of all, for everyone saying I don't like fun, Steve didn't like this movie either. So Steve doesn't like fun as well. No, but one of my main beefs is it's something that you guys both said, and you guys said cocaine bear about 17 times in your review right now. And that's exactly what the characters did every single time we we mentioned anything about this. It was the same joke over and over and over again, like beat it over the fucking head, cocaine bear this, cocaine bear that. Let's eat some cocaine. I do cocaine with my friends outside. Oh, do you guys know what cocaine is? Like, oh my God, we get it. Fucking director and writer, we get that the fucking bear is high. We understand this. It was just like, give me a fucking break. And then 100%, go ahead, Josh, you came off mute. Fire back. No, I mean, I, I was going to say, you said the director, you know who directed this, right? Yeah, Banks. Yeah, Elizabeth Banks, yeah. Yeah, which I didn't is know. not a great director for to go there um, has she done anything else i don't she know she did uh charlie's the, angels the revival of charlie's angels 
Oh, well, great actress, no. though. Yeah. yeah, no, fantastic. But um, no, anyway, yeah, and I mirror 100% what Steve said, too. Like, I literally forgot characters were in this, like, and they, they meant nothing to me. Like, I did not give a shit about these kids. Where did that little girl, the bear, carried her off to a fucking cave or something? I did like the African-American cop, though. I thought he was fucking hilarious because when he was on the fucking gazebo, and he's like, you just hold on, I'm going to get down. And his delivery of him trying to figure out how to jump down, and he's just grunting because uh, uh, he realized how high it is. But then, like, the core, the the fight in the bathroom was so poorly put together between the drug dealers or whatever and the the, the other dude. And Han Solo, young Han Solo was, like, just so underutilized. And then, like, the fucking twist with like the female cop that's a detective but she's uniformed but her partner is 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 not in a suit which doesn't make any sense her twist coming out of nowhere i'm working with the drug addicts who gives a fuck we don't even remember you because you're in the movie for two minutes 97 minutes ago and we're supposed to care and the stupid dog subplot everything has a fucking subplot and the dog has a subplot like how many subplots do we need so like even my my 13 year old fell asleep <laughs> she was thrilled to watch it and she's like this movie sucks and uh the cgi bear i mean come on and I, I know you can't have a bear and a low budget tearing people up but i don't know man it's just it, this movie was a mess i mean i can't fault anyone for disliking this movie because it is dumb i mean it's really stupid but i mean i don't know just like for whatever reason it, it was just maybe it was the right time i was in the right mood to I'm, watch I'm it or something it, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, it. I just found it fun. Like, I thought the cocaine bear was great. He was every time he was on screen, he was awesome. And we get it. I it's mean, on cocaine, Joe. We understand. Will you get, we, I know. <laughs> but will you get, at least give me the ambulance scene? Because I thought that scene was fucking awesome. Yeah, it, was it was super gory. Close the fucking it was, door, you dumb whole scene is awesome. <laughs> Why isn't he closing the door? You piece of shit. Close the fucking well, door. He did close the, no, oh, you mean the ambulance the door. door. The ambulance door. Well, the, hey, okay. she was going very fast. Oh, I, Okay, the fucking stupid fuck forest ranger blowing that kid's head off oh yeah she closed I her eyes before that. she shot <laughs> yeah she did <laughs> but i i mean i love that see that was the sequence i think was a 10 out of 10 for me and like once that happened like just seeing fucking cocaine bear like fucking in the air and just you know like fucking him just fucking mauling that kid and his fucking hand just fucking just kind of like splits and shit and you know the the woman fucking falling out in her face grinding the 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 pavement and shit i was like wow this is actually pretty brutal so like that like after that happened i was like okay i'm like along for the ride here and then you get fucking baby coat bears doing the cocaine too at one point. If I, hear I don't know. Like, bear one more time. I enjoy. <laughs> I, I mean, I also I enjoyed um, the guy's love for his dog too. <laughs> like at first he like didn't like it. I thought that part was actually really funny when he called the rescue or whatever. He's like, ah, he's like, I was supposed to be getting like a friendly dog or like a uh, one you can like play with more. And this one just seems really fancy. And I was like, I thought that was actually pretty clever. And then he, he grows to kind of love it. And yeah, I mean, I, I liked it. I think he's probably one of the best characters. I agree with you, Todd, uh, the, de the detective character. I actually thought most of his jokes were hit pretty well, but yeah, I mean, all, like I said, like you said, not all the jokes hit, but you know, some do. And I thought Ray Liotta did a good job here, like for, you know, what he was given uh, as sort of the villain character. And it was great to see him get, man, him getting fucking mauled at the end was quite gruesome, actually. His innards coming out and shit. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was cool. <laughs> yeah. No, I'll give you the ambulance scene. It was, it was cool. I liked it. Um, I, I'm not giving you the ambulance scene, and I'll oh, tell you why. Oh. Just really quickly. So I thought the actions of the ambulance scene was good, but I had three major problems with them. One, and I don't remember off the top of my head what it was, the song choice they used for that scene, 
I thought was garbage. I thought they could have picked a way better song that fit the mood of that scene. Number two is there's too much CGI in it. You know, a lot of it was so obviously a computer. Uh, it just didn't look good. You know, that some of it was okay, but the majority wasn't. And number three, they're like making jokes during that whole scene. And I thought them trying to make it too funny kind of ruined it. You know, it could have just been a violent scene to just show showcase the bear. And sure, it could be funny through just the way the, the gurney is like, you know, the scraping that girl and all that stuff. But they just, they put, then that's my whole kind of complaint about this movie. They put too much into it, you know, between the silly music and the CGI and the jokes. They ruined what it was otherwise could have been a great scene to me. It's kind of an easy one too, man. Like it's, it writes itself almost like, okay, the bear's high. It's on a rampage. Let's just kill people. But trying to make everything uh, like be cult classic, whatever. It just, you can't force it, man. But um, I thought the funniest scene, which is something I relate to every fucking day and all the fathers out there do as well, or mothers, is when Ray Liotta's grandson tells him like hey look at me grandpa and he fucking just he does the stupidest like he jumps backwards that's all he does in a ball pit and he's like kids see that shit all the time like they'll spin in a circle and they're like cool <laughs> i thought it was just hilarious but yeah man he's such a presence man ray Liotta, and that fucking voice it's it sucks man you're getting older and your your heroes die but you know recipes once again to him but yeah we need we need more young young han solo in movies dude. he's a great actor and he's he's wasting this yeah, I got nothing else. <laughs> I don't know. You know, it's you know, it's like it's at the end of the day, it's cocaine bear. Like that's exactly what it is. Like it's when cocaine bear is on screen, it's great. Oh my God, like when he's not on bear screen, three times. I mean, that's I'm what the kidding. movie's called. I know, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You know, it's, I mean, you know, he's he was great. The guy, the the bear loved its cocaine. Does it have anything to do with the actual true story? Absolutely not. The bear ingested cocaine and instantly died. Pretty much. That that was the story, the actual story. And now it's stuffed somewhere in Kentucky, right, Todd? I think. I have no idea. Yeah, I, I think it's so. stuffed think, in Kentucky. It yeah. Yeah. Is it? it's I'm at a gonna... it's at a they they found the bear and they stuffed it and now it's at like a roadside uh, attraction somewhere and. Uh, yeah, I don't, and yeah, I mean, I don't know if they, I know the guy died. I don't know if they found like who's the cocaine belonged to or the cartel. Lex, yeah. So there you uh, go. An hour and a half away. I'm about to go see it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, they gave should. the they gave the poor fucking taxidermy bear bright red eyes. Oh, like it's high. <laughs> that, that is the most fucking American thing, though, right? A bear gets high with cocaine, dies, and they stuff it and make it a roadside attraction. Stuff it, baby. Stuff it. <laughs> so, they probably, honestly, they probably ate him too if they got him fresh. Yeah, very I, went, I once saw a person on the on the freeway, or not on the freeway, but like off the road, skinning a roadkill deer in Kentucky. So I, I have no doubt in my mind they found this bear <laughs> fresh enough. They fucking ate him. Yeah. So I will tell you what my my biggest laugh was and it was nothing that the movie actually did like it's just something because it made me laugh because of our podcast it's the very 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 last scene of the movie where he's on a truck full of goats and he puts the cocaine oh, yeah. in the back and i started laughing i'm like oh my god they're gonna do fucking cocaine goats to the next one joe is gonna die <laughs> but unfortunately I would love it. he takes the <laughs> the bag he like realizes what he did takes the bag back and goes back in a front seat that's the only time i actually laughed in this whole fucking thing so it's yeah again it's just they try too hard you know it, these movies that try to be called classics instead of making it a cult classic kind of naturally it, it's it just doesn't work you know it's it's a there's a natural flow to these things and that's what i felt about um 
lost the past year too you know they wanted to be that cult classic and and yeah. i'd heard so much from people that oh my god this movie is super violent you've never seen anything like it before this no. feels like what <laughs> someone who doesn't watch a lot of horror would think is super violent you know but as a yeah. horror fan no i've seen this fucking i mean it's times. it's gory than i expected though for a movie <laughs> that's not really a horror movie right i mean this is like i mean it's a creature feature but i wouldn't really call this a horror movie per se it's you know it's surprisingly gory for like kind of a mainstream uh movie so yeah i mean props to i guess elizabeth banks and something like that maybe i'd like to see her do a horror movie because i think maybe she could do something uh cool there I, I you know i don't know but yeah i mean the movie definitely is is trying to be a cult classic is it going to be a cult classic i don't think so i think this movie is going to come and go and kind of be you know be forgettable forgotten in maybe 10 years but yeah i mean i, I think if you go along for the ride i, I think you'll enjoy it me anyway, Todd and Steve, not so Joe, much. But... Joe was just doing fucking cocaine the entire time. That's why he's in the... he's like, Maybe. yeah, get that fucking, yeah, get him. <laughs> uh, I guess PSA, you know, if you have a drug issue, take it seriously, right? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I just fundamentally disagree on this one. It's uh, it was it's all right. Lately, lately, I've been uh, getting teamed up on here. Steve, <laughs> I've been I've been the oh, one liking me. the movies, and you guys have been the ones hating it. So, I'll I'll you know it's it's good to hear you have the differing opinion. Yeah, apparently, sure. I, it's been all me lately. But <laughs> do, do we want to so, read it before we get into the listener questions? Yeah, well, it's still fresh. I don't, I don't think the ton of the questions were necessarily about cocaine bear. So, okay. Well, Joe, you're the highest, aren't you? No, you guys start. I'll, I'm gonna, I'm going to end on the high note. <laughs> <laughs> all right this is a contender for worst of the year at a one out of five wow yeah yeah it, it's it's like in my top 10 right now that's how bad of a year it's been <laughs> uh, so it, it won't be worst of the year for me but i did not love it you know it's not like the worst movie i've seen like i still had some enjoyment out of it but not a lot so i gave it one and a half stars out of five ouch yeah i mean it's not gonna make my top 10 of the year anything like that but i enjoyed it i enjoyed it for what it was it's stu yes it's stupid but i think if you're if you're into like you know sort of uh just dumb fun i i think you could uh, i think you could get some enjoyment out of this so i gave it a i gave it a three and a half out of five i actually enjoyed it quite a bit nice well i'm always glad when someone enjoys something right I'm, i'll never be upset that someone had fun watching something and i didn't that's I think it's just a weird take if anyone does do that. So uh, let's get into the questions. Uh, so you can ask us those questions on social media at the Horror Squad Podcast or on our Discord. You could just join us and write our questions there. It is a really great community. People are have been really tight this week, you know, with everything that happened. So big shout out to everyone in there. So my first question comes to us from a very special man by the name of Steve, who just slurred his way into the uh, question segment as he does usually as he does as he does and this question is actually for todd motherfucker you wrote another book god damn you're so you're like stephen king quick on these oh, i things. didn't know who this where this is going <laughs> yeah, did please, I do? Please, please tell us about your brand new book thank you uh yeah so i this one 
spawned from me being in Texas for the short amount of time I was there. And the drivers in Texas are uh, assholes, to say the least. Uh, we're talking like if it's raining, they don't care. Let's go 90 and fucking tailgate you and uh, try to swerve around you and piss you off. I'm sure it's the same over there on the East Coast, Joe. I'm not sure. But man, in Texas, it's fucking awful. So um, this one is about Anthony, who is a serial killer that thinks very highly of himself. Uh, he's a fucking prick, but he thinks he's really special. Um, and he goes around targeting people that commit road rage. So he actually seeks out these people that are driving like assholes and tailgating people and cutting people off, things like that. Meanwhile, we have a couple detectives that are searching for who's murdering all these random people because they're not connected. You have a young guy driving one of those, you know, Honda Accords that's all souped up, or you have a, a dude driving a truck or a female driving a, a SUV, it doesn't matter. So they're, non, uh, they're never connected. So we're following Anthony as he's brutally murdering people, taking them back to his personal cemetery to worship them. And then we have the detectives trying to capture him. Um, all my books are extremely violent. Uh, that's like, think like trauma over the top violence with it. Uh, I think these would make great trauma movies and it's out now for 99 cents. That's cheaper than fucking McDonald's baby. So get yourself a road rage over on amazon.com. It's a bargain. It's a bargain. And for the record, Pod has now written four books. In the same span that George R. R. Martin wrote Zero of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And big difference. I don't have HBO. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah, you're doing this on your fucking spare time between moving. You know? Yeah, I know. So yeah, Road Rage out in uh, Amazon.com near you. Yeah. So Love four it. books, three moves. So we're, <laughs> there's a race between how many times you move and how many times you write books. I'm um, ahead of the moving. Yeah, not by much, though. Moving's uh, making a comeback. <laughs> uh, all right. So our uh, series of questions. So we only got one person who sent uh, some questions this week are from Eric. First question. Why does Todd hate fun? Well, this is because <laughs> it was thought that I would be the only one that didn't like cocaine bear. So, Eric, you can suck it. That's right. The end. <laughs> I like fun. It's just like when you have limited time is like you get older and you got like mow the lawn and take kids to fucking football and all that shit. It's like, if, get off my lawn. <laughs> I'm turning, damn it. I am turning into fucking Clint Eastwood from that movie. <laughs> Grant Torino. Yeah. Grant Torino, but uh, not, not racist, but um, yeah, man, it sucks. Like it just sucks when you like spend an hour and a half, two hours and the movie or whatever entertainment didn't entertain you. And then you're like, damn, I could have been watching something better. So this, yeah. this movie was only like an hour 25. So we'll give it that too. It wasn't too I long. <laughs> All right. His next question. What would you do to improve this movie? I'll go to Joe first. So you already gave it a you know pretty high score. What yeah. would you do to improve it to give it, you know, that nudge more, or reform? Uh, sure. Definitely more cocaine bear. Obviously, like he just put him in more, more up the body count. And yeah, just make it even crazier, I guess, like more violent deaths and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, maybe tone down some of the uh, outrageousness of it just a little bit, you know. And, you know, like, yeah, I mean, I do agree. The movie was trying too hard, you know. And so maybe tone that down a little bit and uh, you, you probably have a better movie. Where are you, Totter? I would cut the kids subplot altogether as well as the Carrie Russell's plot. And I would make it only the two drug dealers going back to the mountain, but then to piggyback off what Steve said about a, a, a tour group, them having to like infiltrate or whatever, just tag along with that tour group so they can get like a tour of where they think the drugs were landed instead of them going off on their own. And then 
being besieged by that bear and they all have to like maybe they're all on the fucking um ranger station together and they have to fend it off and it's just fucking going ape shit and killing everybody yes add more kills and then remove the cgi as much as possible and that's yeah i i agree with pretty much all of what todd said i think they need to bring these characters together somehow so that they're all in one place and you're kind of following one story you can have these little side stories within the group you know as they're they all have their own motivations for being there but uh have them together so you're not jumping around storylines so far apart from each other you don't remember what the fuck the, the storyline was about by the time you get there i think it should have more kill more focus on the killing less focus on the comedy i thought the comedy was too forced i think with a you know a premise like that the comedy kind of writes itself and it should be a natural comedy you know you can't you don't have to do these fucking goofy ass over the top go- jokes uh just the fact that it's a bear attacking you on cocaine can lead to some comedy you know like situational comedy that you know it's just natural this just felt too forced and uh yeah more co- you know more bear for sure but i get why they probably didn't but if you could afford all those fucking big actors you know you don't need these bad they didn't add much to the story personally like, yes, it's cool to see all these people, Ray Liotta and, uh, the, you know, like I said before, the Modern Family Guy and Tormund and all those people, but it, they weren't needed. If they could have taken that budget and put it into more bear, it could have been a better movie, in my opinion. I also think had Cocaine Bear made its way into a, like, small town or city, you know, and just kind of wreaked havoc in there. Like, imagine, like, Cocaine Bear, like, running inside a supermarket and it's, like, taking people out and then it sees, like, the sugar. And it thinks it's cocaine and like it goes out and like starts going over. That would have been funny. Like, so like do something like that. Like that would, that would have been really great. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, or like even the cocaine gets into a goat, right? Like they kind of tease in this and they all get like super like paranoid about it and just like falls over, you know, like, like a normal thing with cocaine would do just try to subvert expectations and stuff and not make the obvious joke. Uh, is that question? What other drug-fueled wild animal movie would you want to see next? I'm choosing Methed Out Monkeys. None. Let's just stop. 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 <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I don't think we need any more like drug-fueled animal movies. But I think we are. I think Asylum is doing like a shark movie, like a uh, not shark, uh, alligator. I think there's yeah, like a methed out, meth, meth like a methed out gator or something like that. Yeah. So. Methadone. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah, <laughs> but they're gonna do a lot I, of these. I, I think cocaine bears enough, and uh, let's 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 move on. One was it? One one and done. Yeah. So I would like to see sloths on smack because I think <laughs> sloths are funny because they're so slow, but on smack they go like crazy, like fast, and people don't expect it. I think that would be great. <laughs> I like but uh, shout out to uh, Creature Feature and Eric, who added their own kind of in our Discord. So I'm going to read out a few of them. You have High Hyenas, Smoked Out Snakes, Weed Whales, uh, Ganja Giraffe, Heroin Hyenas, Crack Cats, which could be fun, Ooh, crack cats, uh, Acid Alligator, Coked Crocs, and Marmosets on Molly. So. Mm. I think I think reality though all these animals would just be fucking like they would die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'd probably kill most of them, yeah. yeah. Like cocaine, but, like the actual cocaine bear. <laughs> yeah, his heart would fucking explode. Mhm. I think they said cocaine bear like it, he the amount of cocaine he ingested would kill like any animal in the entire like world. Like it would have killed anything. <laughs> like <laughs> like it was like a, a, an outrageous amount that it ingested. Jeez. Yeah. All right, and our last question from Eric, and the last question for this week. How can the fun hater justify a higher ranking for Skinnamarink than this movie? 
I'm still the fun hater. Well, you're the one who gave Skin Marine <laughs> higher, a higher mark than this. Because at least Skin Marine well, was... I, go ahead, Jeff. I, go ahead. I, I also want to uh, Steve to defend uh, rating Winnie the Pooh higher, uh, Blood and Honey higher than this as well. <laughs> okay, because I, I think Skin and Marine had some legitimate terrifying moments in it. Like, there's some unsettling things like you hear a voice whispering telling a young boy to stick the knife in his eye that's fucked up like even if the movie was boring and you're staring at a fucking wall for 90 percent of the time there's some stuff that was uh effective unlike cocaine bear man it was just one joke over and over and over again that like i don't know maybe i'm just not the right audience audience for it honestly or just watched at the wrong time no you know what it's just not a good movie i'll leave you to that and to answer joe's uh, little uh, question there uh, honestly, I think, you know, Blood and Honey took itself seriously, you know, as like bad as it like it wasn't great, but it took itself seriously. It was a slasher. It had some good kills. It didn't make goofy jokes. You know, they it was just it was a straight up like horror film. Right. So it, even though it was a silly premise, they didn't make fucking goofy jokes out of it. They actually took it seriously and made something different. You know, Cocaine Bear was kind of just like, eh. I don't know. It's just too goofy for me. So that's why I gave it. But also, to be fair to Cocaine Bear, uh, I also saw Blood and Honey with a group of horror fans who were having fun, whereas I watched Cocaine Bear alone, you know, in my basement. So there's that. Well, actually, my wife watched it with me, and she didn't like it much either. So there you go. And that's it. That's all for the questions. So thank you very much cool. to everyone who asked questions. We had a couple of shout outs. Oh, shout outs. Nice. Shout outs to our friends in Austria. We have been on your iTunes charts for about two months now. So thank you very much. Like I always say, if you, you know, from another country, we would love to hear from you in an email um, on Discord, Instagram, whatever it is about uh, horror films from your country that we should watch. But for whatever reason, no one ever responds to this request. So that'd be awesome if we got some from Austria. Saudi Arabia, we're still on your charts. And I saw that we we're on uh, the English charts again today. So thank you to all those countries. And of course, wherever you're at, whatever country you're in, thank you for listening to us awesome yeah and you can like feel free to write in your your native language and we can just use a translate you know like app to figure it out too so uh, all right so that is going to be it for this week we hope you enjoyed our review of cocaine bear next week in honor of michelle we are going to be reviewing ganjam haunted asylum which is from 2018 Anyone know where to find this right yeah, now? Is it's on Tubi anywhere? and Shutter. Okay. All right. Awesome. So you can find, well, go and watch it on Tubi and Shutter for next week. In the meantime, you can uh, join us on our Discord. All you got to do is send us a private message on there. Uh, DM us on our face, any of our socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, we will send you a link to our Discord. Completely free. Great community. We do movie clubs every month. We do. We just talk anything and everything horror and non-horror so come and join that community it's amazing uh you can email us anytime the horror squad podcast at gmail.com and texas frame weekend coming up uh in just about a month and a half a bunch of people from the community are going to be there may 26th through the 28th um some people are going a day early i believe so if you want to come and join in on the unofficial official horror squad podcast meetup you can do that uh, so yeah, we'll see you guys next week for Ganjam. See ya. Bye. Bye.
drugs are bad. You shouldn't do drugs. Uh, if you do them, you're bad. Because drugs are bad, okay? It's a bad thing to do drugs, so, so don't be bad. By doing drugs, okay? That'd be bad. Drugs are bad.